the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Ah, oh, the year's going by fast. I know you're saying August, right? Yeah. Employment report is an issue. It typically commands the market's undivided attention, except for maybe today. It's still going to get plenty of attention. It's the first Friday of every month. It's probably the one economic statistic data point that I say you have to pay attention to if you have to pay attention to anything. It will obviously take center stage after we get a little bit digested of the President Trump and the 10% tariff going to be imposed on another $300 billion of imported Chinese goods during September 1. You might remember, this is two years old, but you might remember about two months ago that they made a deal like, uh, no more new tariffs. And then the Trump administration has been framing a story that China just doesn't want to play fair and they don't really want to get a deal done until maybe uh, 2020. Uh, interesting, because what's interesting about that is the person who is the art of the deal, the person who should give a good deal, the person who should negotiate is Trump. If a Democrat, Sanders or Warren gets in, there's going to be no business with China. They want none of it. They want the American worker to get it all. So I'm not quite sure I'm understanding this, but... It's kind of what we're digesting. So you get a little politics, a little economics, a little earnings, a little capital markets, a little foreign exchange rate this week, a little monetary policy, a little employment, interest rates, consumer spending. A lot going on right now. The employment report for July, it's an important one. I always say that it is. I'm not going to say that it isn't. Trade deficit inside the United States is um, super important. Um, it's something that Trump cares a lot about, and it uh, it narrowed slightly for the month of June. So trade deficit, how much we send out versus how much comes in from other countries. Uh, we're losing about $55 billion, or maybe we're supporting about $55 billion more from other countries. And you would think that might be the case due to the fact that 
due to the fact that um, we are the world's consumer, the U.S. So in the employment situation report, private sector payrolls increased 148,000 non-farm payrolls. Non-farm payrolls increased 164,000. The unemployment rate sits at 3.7%. Expectations was for about 3.6%. That's not that big of a mess, considering with employment and unemployment, you deal with a lot of people who have been on long-term unemployment, people who have fallen off the unemployment ranks and are just discouraged. One of the more important factors inside of the employment report is the average hourly earnings were up three-tenths of a percent. So we're getting a little bit of wage inflation, which is something you kind of want. The manufacturing work week is right around 40.0 hours. The factory overtime declined. Overtime kind of shows uh, demand. Um, so those are our numbers today. Yesterday was starting off to be a, I hate using the word glorious, but I'll use the word glorious just because it's kind of dramatic. Yesterday was starting off to be a glorious day, and then it went bad pretty darn quickly. And what caused it to go bad was a tweet by Donald Trump saying, you know, 10% tariffs coming. Um, take a look at the markets. We opened lower across the board. The employment report is considered positive as far as employment goes. It's considered negative as far as the Federal Reserve um, cutting interest rates, the easy money. And we're also going lower today because of the tariff threats and people are digesting it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the election. I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't. Uh, the three major indices tracked declines in Asia. Again, yesterday we started strong and we went lower. Asia went lower. The tariffs in the United States are going to put a lot of retailers out of business in the clothing and shoe world if this continues to play out the way it's playing out. So China came out and said they strongly oppose the U.S. plan and will have to take necessary countermeasures to defend its interests. This is all silly, isn't it? Trump's announced it, it's really silly. It's sad that two grown countries can't get to the table and talk. The announcement by Trump of further tariffs on China has rattled the markets because we thought we were done with the tariff threats. And what's interesting to note about the president, Trump's presidency, is we no one really knows who's negotiating this or if he did that tweet on his own and his underlings have to follow through or what exactly the situation is. Um, we know that he has a White House staff that is pro-USA. Um, but yet, like I said before, um, he's the president that should get the deal done, not the Democrats. Biden, yes. Warren and... Um, Sanders, probably not so much. The labor force sets a new record in the United States. I just saw that line come through. Uh, total labor force came in at a record high, 163.4 million. So we're pretty, I'm not going to say busting in the seams of unemployment. Uh, consumer sentiment hit a number of 98.4. That came in pretty much so in line. Pinterest shares are up 17% today after Deutsche Bank upgraded and raised guidance. Pinterest is one of those companies that um, I don't use. 
it's one of those companies a lot like an Instagram that came after a Facebook. Um, but the scaling ad business of Pinterest, if you need like a Halloween costume, you can find something kind of cool there. Um, if you see like uh, a beautiful vase, and you're saying, did he just say that? You can find it and buy it there. But Pinterest is executing quite well according to their quarterly report. Deutsche Bank raised the rating to buy from hold. Exciting scaling business. And uh, maybe down the road, they will be an acquisition target. I feel like a lot like Groupon and some other sites uh, like Yelp. It feels to me that Pinterest will need a long-term partner to feed them traffic. Uh, Again, I don't know the site well enough. Um, and I'm saying that honestly, I don't use it to tell you that, hey, oh, it'll be one of the 10 apps or one of the 10 web pages or one of the 10 businesses uh, that survive. Keep in mind that I think web pages are feeling very archaic and even apps now. You're seeing companies like Apple try to fold apps into one universe. So you only go to one universe, open it up, and then everything's there. 800-516-1228 calls on the air. Bed Bath & Beyond was one of the greatest companies that I invested in in the 90s and the early 2000s. Every time I bought, it seemed to go higher and higher and higher. That was because there was kind of a, I don't want to say a revolution, but there was kind of a building uh, home ownership. And now they got to deal with malls, not malls. Now they have to deal with Amazon. Um, and their their stores are kind of huge. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Also, check out the website, newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thanks for listening. I know you have options out there. Larry Kudlow is in the news today as he's trying to get out in front of the president's 10% tariffs escalation when there wasn't supposed to be an escalation. Remember the G20 meeting where both leaders said, okay, no more tariffs. And well, that's been broken. Maybe you believe Trump's assertion that China's not negotiated in fair vein, uh, but Kudlow's out there today talking, and I, I kind of want to throw something out there, because I'm not I'm not disparaging Larry Kudlow when I say this, but I will never be a Larry Kudlow type. I think there's a time to get off the microphone. I think there's a time when you don't need the job, and I'll never be a mouthpiece for anyone. Um, I fought aggressively to protect my freedom of speech and my editorial control for this show. And sometimes I walk the line of it's a little bit too much. So Trump's going to announce a new deal with the EU at the White House today tied towards beef. This is in response to China's really taking their trade war to the farmers of the United States. So Cutlow's getting on Fox Business News today, and he says he knows nothing about the CNBC report that President Trump is open to delaying tariffs in China. If positive actions develops. It's not good when your economic advisor knows nothing about what President Trump is saying. Just saying that. Um, he said that President Trump is not satisfied with the China trade talks and is not happy with what other countries are doing to manipulate their currencies down. On a Bloomberg interview, so he jumped from the Fox interview 
jump straight over to Bloomberg. He says his models show that the impact on the consumer will be very small from tariffs. He says a lot of good things could happen before tariffs go into effect. He says he doesn't want China's economy to be in bad shape, but that's what's happening. That's typically um, one of the things that Trump is saying out there. He says it's it's a lot tougher uh, on them than it is on us. And you got to admit that, yeah, I think trade deals do need to be renegotiated every 10, 15, 20 years as, as the economy changes. You know, um, companies like Facebook, Apple, Amazon are much more important to trade deals than they were, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, I started the segment by saying I don't really want to disparage, but I want to throw this out there because I think it's important to know. Um, I've known Larry Kudlow for many, many, many years. And in the 1990s, it was a crazy time, and he got kicked out of Bear Stearns. He was fired from Bear Stearns. I remember this very graphically in the news. Um, in the mid-1990s, as he struggled with cocaine addiction. I'm not making any, any judgment on cocaine addiction or substance abuse. I believe those are real things. Um, I, I just throw it out there that sometimes I feel like some of these people are staying around for a long time. And, you know, he jumps from Bear Stearns to CNBC, as on show on CNBC, that gets cut, suddenly he's at the White House, he used to be uh, good ties with Ronald Reagan. Sometimes you do want to see some new blood, you know? Just throwing it out there. Another story that's in the news that's a big philosophical question, in my opinion, is Lowe's has laid off thousands of workers. And that, they were having problems last year. I like Home Depot as a long-term patient investment. Um, on some levels, I think Amazon can take some of their business, for sure. Um, but on others, it's pretty difficult to take that Friday morning, that Saturday morning dad who wants to go to the store and get some paint and freshen up the fence or some you know weed killer or some grass grower or some grass or you know uh, stuff you can buy at Home Depot. But Lowe's has laid off thousands of maintenance and assembly worker jobs and outsourcing them to third-party companies. And again, it, to me, there's kind of a rock, scissors, paper. Home Depot is the winner of that ecology at this point in time. Uh, back in the 90s, I've talked a little bit about Bed Bath & Beyond having kind of a chokehold on throw pillows. Everyone had to have a throw pillow to put in their new apartment, their new house. Housing boomed in the 90s. Uh, Home Depot and Lowe's boomed in the 90s. Uh, much like Kmart and Walmart once had you know, a big fight for the department store in the United States, in the suburbs, and in the, in the big cities. Lowe's has added jobs outside of its traditional retail centers. It's opening a new tech center in North Carolina. It's going to hire up to 2,000 employees. So there's a little bit of shifting going on. But they also have store closures going on. And that's a bigger part of a trend in retail. This year, in the United States of America, more than 7,000 store closures have been announced by U.S. retailers. Uh, that's no bueno. The tally could top 12,000 by the end of the year. Um, one of my jobs that I might have one day is being a greeter or being one of those people who wears a little smock and an apron and make paint for you. Oh! Or maybe be one of those people who stand at the door and hand out flyers. 
I don't see myself completely retiring. I know you're saying why. Um, I think when you retire and you start watching TV, that's step one into the grave. I want to get up every day, get to work by 11, take a nice lunch break, talk to people, look at how young people look and go, man, I once was your age. Oh, now I'm not anymore. So that's kind of one potential situation in retirement for me. So Lowe's continues to struggle. They are not Home Depot, in my opinion. Consultant broker advisor for taking action in his stock mentioned. Now keep in mind, this is where Wall Street gets kind of beautiful. What if Lowe's has a lower valuation for the short term and they have similar catalysts to something like a Home Depot in the short term, near term? Do you go with the value trade potential of Lowe's or are you waiting for another shoe to drop? Or do you go with the solid Home Depot where everyone's going to solid Home Depot and it's going to be a little bit tough to get that salmon swimming upstream? Because everyone else is. Or, I don't know, that's a bad analogy. Scratch that analogy. So, Home Depot versus Lowe's. You kind of see where that's going. Um, we'll talk salmon a little later in the show. I know you're saying, really? Well, salmon is considered healthy for you, and it is considered a protein. And if we learned anything about proteins, Beyond Meat has shown us that plant-based proteins are a story. Probably the second best story in meat is salmon-based proteins. We'll talk about that and much, much more. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'd be online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't mean this when I say this, but there's people out there who have a negative opinion and they don't really have an educated opinion. <clears throat> There's a chief investment officer at CCLA Investment Management, and he was recently talking to Bloomberg about some stocks that he thinks people should hold. And some of them include names like Visa, MasterCard, and Microsoft. Now, he has... He's a chartered analyst. He's got a position. He's been doing it for 30 years. And someone on Facebook will post, you know, because Facebook or Yahoo or Bloomberg will post parts of the interview. And the feedback will be, nope, let this idiot shyster have them at the highs. Markets will collapse. You can buy these companies much lower prices. Let the promoter hold the bag. Um, I'd be very cautious if you find yourself following comments that have no degree attached to them, that have no history attached to them, that have no experience attached to them. It's It bothers me. Um, to see how many opinions there are. Um, I like a company like MasterCard and Visa. And again, it depends on your time frame. I'd rather you buy great companies than to buy at a high or low. If you follow what I'm saying, I'd rather you find companies that you feel comfortable with. Honestly, I'd rather you buy indexes and ETFs only. But I get that that's not realistic and people want to own something sexier. I've got a police officer friend who wanted to own Beyond Me, and I, I asked him, and I said, do you still want to own it? He's like, not really. <laughs> it's turned too volatile for him. He, he loved it when it was going up, but when it was coming down, it suddenly it's a little bit more for him. Now, when I talk about a Visa or a MasterCard, consultant broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show, but I've been talking about them for 10, 15 years. 
And you can take a look at a Capital One, which is a credit card company. It's very different than what Visa and MasterCard are. They're a tech company that helps with global payments much, much more so than they're a credit card company. They happen to be associated with credit cards. I would associate them with consumers, with merchants, with financial institutions, with governments, and more. The majority of MasterCard and Visa's revenues come from fees paid by its customers. Its customers are not everyday consumers. MasterCard's customers are financial institutions like banks that pay a fee to issue credit and debit cards with MasterCard brand. These fees can take multiple forms. Uh, I think Visa and MasterCard have enjoyed decades of privately held success before they IPO'd in the early 2000s. MasterCard actually began as a response to what would eventually become Visa. Bank of America launched a bank card in the late 1950s. So go back in the history here and you're like, whoa, these two guys have been private for such a long time and they've built such a powerhouse before getting, I don't want to say regulated, but before becoming kind of a public known business. There was a coalition of regional credit card providers that came together to launch MasterCard in 1966. At that point in time in history, it was known as a company called Interbank, which was a reflection of all these banks working together to share in the processing and the rebranding efforts happened later. The credit card operator, MasterCard, just reported revenues of $15 billion in 2018. Now, that pales to something like an Apple or Microsoft or a Google, and you're like, I want bigger. Well, smaller can become bigger. Bigger can become a little bit bigger. So there's a size that matters here. And a lot of people want to own, you name the retailer. And more than likely, that retailer does business with MasterCard or Visa. Now, sometimes PayPal and other companies are sneaking into currencies, uh, transactions. But a typical MasterCard or Visa transaction involves five parties, besides the payments processor itself. The event when you swipe includes a consumer, his or her bank, the merchant, and the merchant's bank. There's five people there. And they make a little bit of money basically on the tolls of, of cash changing hands. So consultant broker advisor for taking action on anything I ever meant on the show, but you kind of see why maybe I like MasterCard. This all started with be careful on people who post. I I just was uh, reading a Bloomberg report this morning about James Baven, Chief Investment Officer at CCLA Investment Management. He's got a track record. And Yahoo's or hooligans on Yahoo will post responses that are like, you know, let him hold the bag. Look, he's actually sharing some information with you. He's not telling you to buy it. And he may own it, so you need to be careful. But there is some value in Bloomberg. I don't find a lot of value in CNBC. Uh, I find no value in Fox Business. Bloomberg, some value. So get your media sources as straight as you can, if you can. I want to talk a little bit about alternative meats, alternative proteins. Um, as I get older, and my heart will eventually fail, probably one too many hamburgers as a kid, one too many steaks as an adult. What age do you give your kids steak? Like good steak. Do you ever give your kids good steak? It's a good question, right? So 
this week was Shark Week, right? I love Shark Week on Discovery Channel. But on top of it, like swimming with the sharks, playing with some themes here, the investment seas, shark investors. Um, with laser beams attached to their heads. There's a Norwegian salmon farmer called Mali. It's publicly traded. You have to have an account with a good brokerage firm to buy stocks that are from overseas markets, but you can do it. It's an unusual company and a potentially attractive play for a sustainable protein play, which plays into healthy living trends. Ticker symbol is MHGVY. Maui, M-O-W-I, not like Hawaii. American investors can be forgiven if they are not familiar with the Norwegian fishing industry, because you probably have never been to Norway. Salmon's big business. Maui was formerly called Marine Harvest, and it's a $6 billion company, which basically puts it in line with a Sanderson Farms, which is kind of chicken and pigs in the United States, as well as Pilgrim's Pride. Um, both publicly traded. So if you want to own meat that gets slaughtered, Sanderson Farms, SAFM, Pilgrim's Pride, PPC, or if you want to own the fish side of the business, Maui. Now, chicken consumption is growing. Salmon consumption is growing. It's more sustainable. Chickens turn about two pounds of feed into a pound of protein. That's a better ratio than pigs or cows. It's all about the math. Fish do even better. The water carries their body weight and you know closer to a pound of feed into a pound of meat. So it's good for the planet in theory, and it does as it doesn't use as many resources, and it gives you a healthier protein. Now I'm not going to get into all the you know sustainable and farming and wild salmon and things like that. I'm just not that smart. Salmon is a, just a small portion of the overall protein plate. But if you take a look at the stories on like a uh, Beyond Meat, and they're like, well, if plant-based proteins get 14% of the market, we'll have a market cap of blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of ifs and buts, but there's no doubt that plant-based proteins and fish proteins and uh, white meat chicken are growing in the consumption of protein in the world. Wholesale salmon prices are about $3 a pound. Wholesale chicken, about a dollar a pound. So when you start doing the math on how much you have to feed a salmon to get a pound of salmon versus how much you have to feed a chicken to get a pound of chicken, it looks reasonable. So take a look at Maui. Ticker symbol is M. Let me so how to spell the company is M-O-W-I. And how the ticker symbol is M-H-G-V-Y, M-H-G-V-Y. I probably won't ever own the company. In my portfolio, I don't necessarily need a protein play. But like I told you earlier in the show, there's a police officer friend of mine who really wanted to own Beyond Meat as a protein play, as he's got a young kid who is a vegan. And he sees the story. Not all stocks are appropriate for all investors. And yesterday, I was talking to CFB Chad Burton, and I was like, would you ever buy a tobacco company? He's like, ah, I don't think I'd ever buy a tobacco company. You make the determination of what's in your portfolio. You can't just live on tech stocks. You can't just live on IPOs. You can't just live on dividend stocks. You need a little bit of diversity like a baseball team. Take a look at a baseball team. You need a strong pitcher. First baseman who strikes out a lot but hits a lot of home runs. If you can get a shortstop who can play defense and hit home runs, he's like the golden child. You need diversity in your baseball team. You need diversity in your portfolio. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of good downloadables that I've put there. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can also find me at robblackshow.com. I'm going to be coming up at the Money Show in a couple of weeks. You can learn more about that at kdow.biz. So that's out there. One quick last punch in the segment. Spotify added fewer premium subscribers than Wall Street expected in the second quarter. Remember I was talking about Home Depot and Lowe's battling it out? How about Spotify versus Apple? Now, Apple's a much bigger company with a lot more products than Home Depot or Lowe's. They're kind of more of a one-on-one comparison than a Spotify and an Apple. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Check out the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I got an email yesterday from one of my long-term listeners, and you can always email me, rob at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, and Doug, and basically Doug is, I'm not saying bitching. I'm not saying moaning. I'm not saying belly aching. Um, but something along those lines, he was watching a KPX Ken Batista. Um, Ken Batista, I'm sorry if I got the name wrong. I don't watch a lot of local news, even though I'm on local news. And there's a report about half of Californians have no retirement income. And Doug commented that this is my biggest fear is that I'm going to bust my butt to save as much as I can for retirement, only to bail out those who didn't. I think you'd rather be on the side of bailing out those who didn't than being on the side of those who need bailing out. And probably the people are going to bail those out are the millennials and millennials' kids. On some levels, we will push the dollar down the road, as we always have, until it can no longer happen. You don't need to worry about our national debt. I'm not saying that completely. Let me finish the statement. You don't need to worry about our national debt until you see interest rates start going much higher. It's telling you that there's still some security in that. It's grotesque. It's huge. It's growing. It's a problem. But I hear you, Doug. Uh, I don't want to bust my butt to accumulate $10 million to only have to give half of it to poor people who you know, went to Raiders games with season tickets when I didn't, who went to vacations in Mexico when I didn't. I was busting my butt. Who, you know had no emergency fund and then got into a disability situation and drained all their financial resources. I get capitalism. I get helping people out. It's not ideal, but I'd prefer the capitalism side and accumulating wealth than, how shall we say, uh, be on the side of those who have nothing. But it's going to be a lot of people, to be sure. Gavin Newsom did something yesterday, not yesterday, but in the recent weeks, He's starting to talk about the grain of California. There's a grain divorce, a gray divorce in America, where basically people get their kids to college and they're like, you know what, we're not having sex anymore and I don't really like you. I want a divorce. There's a grain divorce trend in America. And that sets up a lot of issues on who has retirement money and who doesn't. Who gets the house, who doesn't. Um, it's a pretty big issue. So I like that Gavin Newsom is saying we need to focus on aging in California. Yeah, no kidding. 
California's over 65 population will nearly double to 8.6 million in the next 10 years. Whoa. That's not something to get upset about. But he issued an executive order to devise a plan that will help the aging population in the Golden State better enjoy its years. California is not a great state to retire in. It's got very high taxes, all things considered. And high property taxes, the high sales taxes. It's, it's a very expensive state. So the population segment of grays expected to balloon from one out of every seven Californians today to one out of every four in 2050. That's an 80% jump in just three decades. Statistically, that's marvel. It's a marvel. Now, I know some people that work with senior living and senior care. My mother's in senior care. It's not pretty. It's not attractive. The governor of California acknowledging this is good. It's not like the debt in the United States. It's important that we say there's a lot of debt, and we're not bringing in as much in income taxes as we're spending. So we're printing money, and that's going to be a problem one day when the people that are buying our bonds say we want the money back. Same thing with the grain population. Um, it's a demographic time bomb. They live alone now. They have lower incomes or smaller incomes or non-existent incomes. Most older adults live on a fixed income. In much of the state, particularly its large urban centers, fixed incomes provide little of any wiggle room to cover high sky rents. Sky high rents is the number one expense for most elder adults. Now, again, we should set up North Dakota as a prison camp for seniors. Arizona, Florida already kind of are. Oh, I kid, not a prison camp. States that are very helpful and you know decent housing. There's a lot of land in Arizona. There's a lot of land in North Dakota. There's a lot of land in Florida. And that's where we need to send them, where there's lower cost of living. And again, it sounds rude, but if you go to the East Coast, people leave. People leave New York and, and fly to Florida. They become winter birds. Poverty amongst Californians over 65 is very common for women, African Americans, Latinos, and anyone who's in poor health. You couple poor health, poor health, poor health with high cost of housing, and you have a big problem going forward. The infrastructure of aging is also facing challenges. The growing number of elder Californians requiring large numbers of qualified caregivers. We don't have the infrastructure for it. One of the best jobs you can have is learning how to support and care for a senior. You know, we had a live-in person. Well, we had someone who was visiting part-time help my mom for a few years. Then we had someone live-in for a few years. And then we had to put her at a retirement home. She hates it. She doesn't hate it. It's not ideal. She wanted to live independently forever. I give Newsom a lot of credit for saying this out loud. It's not, I guess it will get you votes, but it's not exactly a hot, sexy topic. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.